Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike. With Lee Lonsberry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, taxes, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to this Tuesday episode of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 107 is the time in the KSL newsroom. I want to give you a quick heads up of something coming up in just about one hour. Some special coverage. Uh, Yeah, they're kicking me out of the studio again early. Why? Well, today, you see, Brigham Young University is taking on University of Central Florida. Pre-game coverage will start at 2 p.m. with a special hour of Cougar Sports Saturday. Uh, kickoff will take uh, place at 5 p.m. There'll be some great sports coverage here on KSL News Radio throughout the afternoon and evening. Very much looking forward to that. Let's go get them. Uh, that starts at 2 o'clock, about an hour from right now. So that means you and I, we have another hour to hang out with one another. And I have a question to ask. And it stems from the vote cast last night. The vote to fund the government and provide the compromised COVID-19 relief money or stimulus money or rescue money, however you choose to term it. Did we get played? Did, did we get tricked? Was it one of those deals where the magician uh, has some sort of flourish here in this hand and then on the other hand is going about doing the trickery? The piece of legislation totaled nearly 6,000 pages. What's the longest book you've ever read? What's the longest, besides the Bible, what's the longest book you've ever read? Maybe Atlas Shrugged? Or if you're into, I'll tell you what, let's count the the full Lord of the Rings trilogy. If you ever read that whole trilogy, how many pages is that? Now, how long did that take? Took some time, huh? Imagine that the reading of that book and the decisions you made based on what you read would have consequences that played out for generations. That's similar to what happened yesterday. You heard Boyd Matheson talk along these lines earlier today. There was a nearly 6,000-page piece of legislation dropped in the laps of legislators, and they were asked to make a decision, a decision that would have consequences that would play out for generations. How did Utah decide? Or rather, how did Utah's federal delegation decide? I'll run through the list here real quickly, and then I have a collection of uh, various statements and explanations as to those decisions. Uh, We'll start in the Senate. The Senate was split. Utah Senator Mike Lee, he said no. He didn't vote for it. And in fact, uh, moments after he received a digital copy of the piece of legislation, he set out uh, to print it and talked about uh, how long the bill actually was, putting it in perspective. The bill is 
5,593 pages long. I've been in the Senate now for 10 years. This is by far the longest bill that I've ever seen. Longest bill he's ever seen. He's been in Congress for a decade. Going back even further, it turns out it is the second largest piece of legislation ever considered. And lawmakers were given just hours to do so. Interesting thing here is that it took us um, about three minutes uh, just to print out the first hundred pages, which I've got right here. But uh, given the length of it, it this is going to take us over three hours just to print it out. That, that's before anyone's even had a chance to read it. I'm going to read you the text of a tweet now. And I'm not going to tell you who drafted the tweet. I'll tell you afterwards. I want to read you the text first and then ask yourself for a moment if you can guess who wrote the tweet. It reads, It's not good enough to hear about what's in the bill. Members of Congress need to see and read the bills we're expected to vote on. I know it's controversial and I get in trouble for sharing things like this. But the people of this country deserve to know. They deserve better. Before I reveal the author of that tweet, I will tell you that it came to my attention because Senator Mike Lee replied to that tweet by saying, I agree. Have you sorted it out yet? Do you know who authored the tweet which reads, it's not good enough to hear about what's in the bill. Members of Congress need to see and read the bills we're expected to vote on. A sentiment with which Mike Lee, Utah senator, agreed. The author of that tweet was Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, imagine what extreme circumstances have to exist to see Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Mike Lee on the same page of anything. Or on the same of 5,500 pages of anything. It's it's, it's stunning. Senator Romney, in fact, did uh, vote for the legislation, uh, and he put out a statement highlighting some of the Utah priorities which were included in that bill. I'll read a portion of the statement by Senator Romney. He says the legislation which passed today includes several measures which I have been fighting for and are important to Utah. I won't have time to get into the statement released by Representative Ben McAdams, but just know that the issue about which uh, I'm going to read here from the statement of Senator Romney uh, is the same, is shared, and it is an effort uh, undertaken by both Senator Romney and Ben McAdams. It reads, the Navajo Nation, which faces among the highest COVID infection rates in the country, will finally have access to running water. Utah's families will be protected from surprise medical bills for unexpected out-of-network emergency care. Hill Air Force Base will receive the funding it needs to fulfill its vital missions. Utah's rural communities will gain access to funding for expanded broadband. The bill also provides for the nation's ongoing operations, including our military, health care, and education. All those things are true, and all those things are good. And all of those things were unnecessarily and unrightly tied to uh, COVID-19 relief. Now, who's to blame? I think Congress as a whole is to blame. They let it get too close to the deadline. I remember my college years when I had some big essay to write. And if I waited till the night before the deadline, I'll tell you what, the work was shoddy, it was incomplete, and it was not something about which I was proud. And you know what? The grades reflected that. And the grade which will measure the success or lack thereof of this massive, the second largest piece of federal legislation in the history of this nation, will be graded 
in the deficit and the debt borne by those who will come after us. Now, the good thing about legislation is it can be undone. You know, nothing about legislation is permanent. There's a new Congress coming here in just a few weeks. They'll have an opportunity to uh, extend additional help, and they'll have an opportunity to undo some of what's been buried into these 5,500 pages of legislation. Things that every hour, if you refresh your news feed, you will find something new. There were copyright protection uh, changes in there, which have ramifications reaching far and wide. Didn't know about that until early this morning. In fact, uh, much of what was listed by Senator Rowning didn't know about that. I thought this was a COVID thing. I thought it was a government funding thing. A lot of extra in there. Uh, Real quick, before we go to break, let me share with you the rest of the list of how Utah's uh, federal delegation voted. Again, Mike Lee voted no. Chris Stewart voted no. John Curtis voted no. Uh, And it was Senator Mitt Romney voting yes. Ben McAdams voting yes. The the one, uh, I'll point out, Congressman Rob Bishop, uh, he didn't vote uh, here in Utah, recovering from that mild stroke of not that long ago. Uh, I'll repeat something I told earlier. I've been in pretty constant contact with the congressman, and he is sharp of mind. Uh, He's just as witty, and his uh, sense of humor is just as sharp as it was uh, before the incident that befell him not that long ago. He's on the road to recovery. He's going to be just fine. Uh, Emphasis of caution kept him at home not voting on the legislation of yesterday. Quick break. When we return, we're shifting gears and continuing our ongoing series, The Vaccines, Hope on the Horizon, sponsored by Cigna. Next up, a conversation with an ER doctor and a friend of the program. That's Dr. Bishop coming up ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.